0: I just had this as a wild thought right but like there if uh if a bond right of a team and the the unity that can happen and all that kind of stuff but the the bond of a team is built on trust it's built on relationship confidence boldness all those kinds. Common of common goal common goal there's a multiplier in the bond yes that is that is the thing that i think that uh uh leaders if you are an entrepreneur or you're leading, uh, you're leading a business, you're leading a team, you're leading a cause. I will say that probably everyone knows that there's a multiplier in that bond, but building it, I don't think everybody knows how to build that.
1: Oh, I think you you.
0: <laughs> think it's so hard. Like, what in your mind, right? Because this is that you know you've been a part uh, of a lot of things like that. Like mm-hmm. you know, I live in Denver, and um, you know, you had uh, I, I, I was not a Broncos fan. Till I saw you play, right? And I was like, okay, this dude knows how to rally a team, you know? And it's like, how, how, what are some, what are some of the things that are like, you build a team. So I love the, the respect credits, like mm-hmm. getting people, you know, it was an invitation to respect you, right? It was like, I'm going to earn it. Yeah. Uh, and there's, there's those things. What are some of the other things that really crystallize a bond? Vision and okay. belief
1: would be the next two things I would say. Uh, it is a vision that that someone paints, a leader paints, but that everybody buys into that vision, right? Everybody sees that vision and how that vision, if we get from where we're at to where we're going, how the team wins but also everybody else wins. There's got to be a vision. There's got to be something where we're at that why should I buy in? Mm-hmm. Why do I want to be your friend? Mm-hmm. Why do I want to come work for you? Why do I want to give of my time away from my family and away from all my other friends? And why do I want to come spend time with you? There's got to be a vision of something that we're working towards, right? There's got to be something that we're, we're, we're going to, uh, if we accomplish it, like if we buy in, what, what do we see? What, where are we at then? And I think that's what the best coaches, that's what the best leaders, best CEOs, they do it as a group with the whole macro, but they also do it. In the micro with each individual hey mm-hmm. if you buy in this is where you're at this is your salary this is how you're measuring up on all mm-hmm. of them well you will be here in salary but you also be here in in how your skill set you'll be here in you know at, at every different you know level whatever yeah. that job is and yet they paint a picture of how the whole company is going to be better and how they're individually going to be better mm. and i think that vision is so important it's important for the inspiration. It's important for quality of work, but it's important for how they also buy in as a whole. It is just so important that people paint a, a vision. And I think one of the best people I've ever been around uh, was my high school coach at doing that, painting a vision of what we could, what we could be. This is a, a team that um, when I left, I, I left one school and went to this school just to play for him and literally i left the state championship team to play for this coach and i'm literally of the cover of the papers was literally like from a champion to a joke wow and um and it was i mean they had two wins the year before i got there never won a state championship been a, over a decade since i had been to the playoffs like you know so we get there and and, and why i decided to go play for him he could have gone played a lot of places but i sat down and met with him and he told me what our core value is Mm. and it's to play with character strength and honor and he said as coaches it's going to be our job to love you and it's going to be your job to love one another and i'm sitting there in this meeting with him uh, myself and my dad and i'm like what This coach is awesome. And then he goes through his his offensive playbook. he said, this is our vision. This is our dream. You can do this. You can accomplish this. And you can be the best player in the state of Florida in this offense with what we're going to do. And then he would go through and he would say, after every single touchdown, when we're kicking off, we're going to hold up our hand. And you see that? That's four fingers and a thumb. It stands for five. And we're going to say, Mo, Mo. Mo, and what it's going to mean to everyone that says it and everyone that hears it is that we have the momentum and within five minutes we're going to score again dang so we can keep the momentum and i'm sitting there in this chair thinking this guy is so freaking awesome i want to go play for you and i left the state championship team to go to what other people would say is a joke to play for him because the vision he showed me that day and it was 100% accurate and true in that first year, we literally, we were such a joke in other people's eyes that every single one of our away games, we were that team's homecoming. Everyone. Five road games, all five, we were their homecoming. They usually pick the guys if you don't know in sports, yeah, they pick the win. worst team for the homecoming. Mm-hmm. So they thought we
0: were the worst team. So you had you upset them a few times.
1: Yeah, a few so, times. Okay. We still weren't good. I mean, we were literally walking into classes saying, Hey, you know, um, if you like sports at all, would you please come try out for the football team? And I don't even go to school. I'm homeschooled, but we're going into classes saying, Would you please come try out for the football team to be a part of it? And we're getting more and kids to buy in and the basketball players and and um the baseball players and the weightlifters and lacrosse, hey, come be, you know, maybe you could be a defense then, you're fast, be a DB, you know, whatever, just come buy in. And so that first year we went five and five. The next year, my junior year, we went 11 and two, lost in the third round of the playoffs in a heartbreaker to oh, a rival man. that is still, you know, we could still go over at the end of that. I think we got robbed. And next year, my senior year, we won the first ever state championship. And... It was not done because we were the best team. It just, I totally believe that. It was done because Coach Howard painted a vision. People believed in him in the vision. And because of that, as a team, as a whole, as a group, we bought in so much that we were willing to play harder, to go further, to do whatever we could. And we won the state championship. And we upset a two-time defending state champion. And then a, a few years ago coach howard passed away yeah. and he w- uh, was coaching at southern oregon and i instantly dropped everything that i was doing and just said, i'm sorry we gotta we gotta cancel these things i'm just so sorry and i'm yeah. just not someone that likes to renege on my word yeah, it matters yeah. too much um but i just said this is i'm sorry we have to I, my you high school coach passed away and i gotta go and i loved him so much and Um, I loved him so much that when I won the Heisman, Coach Howard had to be there, you know? That's amazing. um, And so he passes away and um, fly to Southern Oregon, which is about as far across the country as you can get. Yeah. And I was blown away. I walk into the stadium where they're having his, his um, celebration, Mm -hmm. celebration of his life. And it was crazy. You know why? Because there's probably 10,000 of his former players. Maybe, ma- honestly, maybe a few more than 10,000. It's packed stadium. And yes, he has his, his loved ones and his friends. But the majority, the majority of this stadium were his players that loved him. And from all over the country, of all the places that he's coached, they all flew to Southern Oregon to celebrate Coach Howard.
0: That is remarkable. It
1: was, and it was like, I just thought I got the chance to, to speak at it. And I I remember wanting to tell everybody one day at at my funeral, I I hope it's like coach Howard's of all the lives that were impacted. Yes. And he did so much of that by painting a vision for young athletes, getting them to believe in it, but then also believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. And he helped so many young athletes, not just have success on the football field, but then go on to have so much more success in life because those same qualities of character, strength, and honor then just represent themselves on a, a football field. And now it wasn't. They started to show up in their life and everything they did. And they were like, oh my gosh, he did this because his first priority was to love us. Mm-hmm. And then it was for us to love each other. What 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 football coach yeah, starts out a team meeting with it is our job to love you and it's your job to love one another. That does not sound like football speak. It doesn't, I mean. right? But that's why there's all of those athletes that showed up. In my opinion, a lot of reasons, but a big one is they showed up cuz coach Howard loved them. It's a real impact. It's a for me it was a huge impact.
0: Well, you know, it's like uh, uh I think a lot of um a lot of people's purpose uh, get re get, gets refined. And this is the, you know, coach Howard had a purpose, right? And a, a lot of the purpose in someone's life gets refined by challenges, setbacks. You talked earlier about the valleys. Yeah. What was a valley for you, right? Where like maybe after you're like championships, right? Like what was a valley for you that you're like, okay, this is, and you knew, and you knew that this was refining you.
1: I don't know if always I felt like it was refining me. I felt like <laughs> only, I was just only upon reflection. Yeah. Um I mean I'd say one that was very public was just um you know, after the, the awesome run with Denver and to get traded to the Jets kind of suddenly didn't see that coming. Yeah. And then to not, you know, have the chance to do much that year and be a really hard year and then to the next year get cut by the Patriots. I think that run was very discouraging. Yeah. And um and then you know, I, I would say what it's interesting of, of the perspective matters so much. Like in like one of those years I was voted one of the most popular athletes in America and I was also cut. So what the that what perspective a, that's like a paradox. what perspective do you have? Yeah. You know, who who am I? Whose am I in the middle of that? Mm. And You know, on, on one hand, you're thinking, you know, it, it was going so good, we we're on this run, we were one and four, we made it to the playoffs. And the next thing you're like, you know, no one's given me a chance to do what I want to do, or I felt like I was supposed to do, mm-hmm.
0: you know? And then you're also like, God, I, I thought we were doing this. I thought we were gonna like- oh we had a thing. I think uh, <clears throat> one of the salient points there for me was not letting your circumstances shape your paradigm or how you look at it or shape your perspective, Yeah. right? because if you do that it's it's uh likely to derail you but if you have a different perspective if you've got a vision if you mm-hmm. believe in something uh the likelihood of you being able to arrive out of it because of your perspective being not in your it's like happiness is a choice yeah you know you, you know joy is a choice these are all choices that you make or if you let your circumstances dictate if you're going through something hard and you're like you know it's really hard right now, I, I'm gonna let it be hard. Well, it's it's also, um, is the
1: glass half full or is it half empty? Mm. We were literally just talking about a study that, that came out that speaks directly to this, that one and it's multiple studies, one was done in, in 19 and one just w- was just concluded, I think in April. And both of these studies were refer to optimism. And their conclusion is that if you're optimistic, you live 4.4 years longer in your life that's incredible it's incredible yeah it's incredible like that science is backing up our mindset if we choose to see it as half full if we choose to be optimistic might live longer wait a second our brains are pretty powerful that's two different studies that you can you can find that one just released and the other one is based in 2019 that's fascinating
0: 4.4 years longer that's pretty amazing Uh, I, I wonder if, um, like, what is something (laughs) I want to go back to college football for just a second. (laughs) Is it weird to have people say you're the best college football player of all time? Um, is that weird for you?
1: I don't know. I just tried to probably keep
0: going. I don't try to think about it either way. I think, you know, what's the thing that like, uh, uh, sort of a ratifying or a, 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 a I, I can, I, I believe that, that you feel like that is spoken about you or said about you that you're like, okay, that that's a, that's a part of the legacy I'm going after. What are some of the things that you hear or said about you that you're like, okay, that's a, some proof that I'm moving in the right direction or some evidence. I know you don't like to talk about yourself very much, uh, but it, it it is one of the things because there yeah. are things that people say they're like best college football player of all time, and then and we, we well, I it's, definitely talking about the causes. For anybody
1: so. to ever bring that up is super humbling, and would be you know grateful to be mentioned with so many people. But I'm trying to answer your question, and I think that so it's pretty cool when, when you uh, win the Heisman. They say to you. Um, they they said to us a bunch of times throughout the week leading up to it, Hey, whoever wins a Heisman out of the four of us, four finalists, you you will forever be known as Heisman Trophy winner. It's how you'll be introduced, it's how you'll be remembered. Super cool. I love the Heisman. That is uh, the cool. award is awesome. The the Brotherhood's so cool. The whole thing's awesome. I think it's one of the coolest awards that that you know you can win in, in sports. I yeah. think it's really cool but I started to, to really think about it and process it. And if at the end of my life, that's how I'm remembered, Mm. even though it's so cool and this isn't trying to knock the Heisman. I think it's awesome.
0: It's prestigious.
1: If that's how I'm remembered, I think I missed the mark Mm. because they're going to remember something from when I was 19 years old. And I think it's a the the paradigm shift of what's important what matters what lasts you know I, I wanted to be my best in sports I w- would strive to be the best to be my best mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that I even believe it's biblical yeah but more importantly it's do we understand that we can put it in its proper place and context that it's just a game but if we take what that that job, that game, that occupation gives us, that we can transcend it to more. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, did we miss the mark on the, the opportunity, the chances we had to transcend it, to do more with it?
0: Mm-hmm. And I think
1: every one of us has that opportunity. Every one of us has that chance, right, to, to do more for our community. To transcend it for our family, to transcend it for our coworkers, to transcend it for our neighborhood, to transcend it for whatever we believe going back to calling that we have, that, that urgent and divine invitation to accept responsibility for a particular task. What is that task that you think you have been called to? You know, is it? your your community and the homeless population is it the the church that you go to is it you know those are around the world is it what is it is it the local school that you can make better what is it are you going to accept responsibility Are you going to transcend the task and i feel like what happens is we feel like no all i need to transcend it to is to get more of a promotion or mm-hmm. praise or platform or money or fame or power if we build our company to a to you know, make a hundred million is it worth it Now I'm not saying don't, I'm an entrepreneur. I love building companies. I believe it's a good thing. I want to make money because there's a lot of amazing things you can do with it, but I'm just saying don't have that be your end goal. Have that be a means to your goal. Now transcend it, build your company, crush it, go win as many games as possible, all of those things, but don't let it stop there because then if it does one day, you're going to be sitting there with this success and you're going to say, what do I do with it now? You know, I've known so many people that are so fortunate at what they get to do that they've gotten to the tip of the top of what they dreamed. And then in those moments, on the edge of those couches or in those rooms, after that's happened, and they say, oh, I got everything I ever wanted. What do I do now? Because ultimately, so many times, those things that the world tells us is everything isn't everything. But we can take the platform that that we have, and we can transcend it into more, into helping hurting people, into helping our coworkers, into helping our community, into making a difference. And now that is a worthy end goal.
0: Yeah. Whatever you're doing, <clears throat> make sure it matters. That's right. I think something that there's a you know an effervescence around uh, around you. Um, that has been awesome, right? Just in the time we've been able to spend together. Uh, Your appreciation for the journey um, and all of the stops along the way is, it's incredible in in, in a lot of ways for me. And I I wonder, um, you know, mentorship matters, being coached and being coachable really matters. What are some of the things like, uh, you know, where you've been and where you are now? What are the things that you're discovering on some of the stops in your journey that you're sharing with people, maybe people you're coaching or people you're
1: mentoring? Yeah, I think it's just, it's such a good point. I, I love the question. I love coaching, mentoring. More importantly, I want to be coached. I want to be mentored. Uh, but my dad told me this my whole life growing up. He who walks with wise and will be wise, but companion, full, suffer harms. And in a multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. Guys, we need to surround ourselves with wise counsel, with wisdom, with people that aren't going to tell us what we want to hear. They're going to tell us what we need to hear. They're going to sometimes tell us what we don't want to hear. That's important. You know, one of my favorite words in Hebrews is musar, and what does it mean to be musar driven? Musar means discipline, instruction, correction, or teaching, right? 30 times Solomon mentions that in Proverbs, 30 times, because he wants his sons to understand that it is worthy. To try to be coached, taught, have instruction, discipline, that matters. And, and I think sometimes we think that it's a bad thing. You know, I think, oh, if I get to a certain level, you know, I don't need instruction and coaching. No, I, I, I want to be someone that till my last day on earth that I am having wise counsel speak into me and share with me and coach me and teach me where I always have that that mindset that you know in in um martial arts the the white belt is the starting belt to always have that mentality that you're a white belt no matter how long that you've been in martial arts you always have the mentality is that I'm showing up every day I'm learning I'm coaching I'm getting better and even if the day before you were successful what you did don't wake up the next day and say, "Oh, I was successful." No, man. That, that next day, even after a championship, even after you know, you feel like oh, I was the top of my game. I want to be coached because I can get better. But I want to have that mentality not just for sports or, or jobs or occupations, but in life to always, you know, to as a husband, maybe one day as a father, as a, a friend, as um, a, a leader in the foundation, as a um, you know, to be a better son to my mom and dad, you know, like every way I want to be Moosar driven, mm-hmm. you know, I just shoot. That's why my shirt says, yeah, this, you know, that sounds like it's right and, there. Um, yeah, I, I think that is, is so important. And I think being mentored and being a mentor matters, but I think it matters more how you start with the mindset of, okay, coaching and teaching instruction and discipline is a good thing Mm -hmm. now i want to receive it and then if i have the chance to kindly share that with someone else then give freely Mm -hmm. and don't give with strings attached of oh if i give you this knowledge you better give me back no but now pass it on pass it on to the next generation pass it on to those that are going to replace you one day you know and i just think that's just it's the mindset that I've seen my my dad live out and it's something I think I'm far from, but I want to do better at. It's good, man.
0: Well, I think uh something that um has been awesome. You know, we talked about uh sports, uh, we've talked about, you know, coaching and mentorship. I you know this is the entrepreneur studio. And one of the things that I really like about uh your story is um how you've leaned in, you've taken action. There's things that you're doing uh that uh, you know are really really interesting so i want to talk about some of the 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 activities that you're in the businesses that you're in the what do you talk, talk about being an author and then talk about some of the causes so i don't know if like a good place to start is the foundation because i mean that was like you talked about that earlier i'd love to learn more about that and how you've designed the team and the work that you guys do
1: yeah um it's honestly what's Besides, you know, my walk with Christ, it's the most important thing and, and telling other people um, about what Christ did for us after that most important thing in my life and is is what we're doing at the foundation um, in our mission to bring that faith, hope and love to those people needing a brighter day in their darkest hour of need. Um, you know, we've been fortunate. Um, God's opened so many doors that we're now in over 75 countries around the world. And um, wow, it's it's you know, our, our goal to, um, fight for those orphans that have been thrown away, to love those kids with special needs who have been viewed as less than to, um, help provide care for those with, um, with long-term or life-threatening medical illnesses and to be able to, to rescue and help restore as many people that are being trapped in this horrible, um, world of human trafficking. And those are kind of our four areas of focus. And we do that through 16 different initiatives, um, that we have in now over 75 countries around the world um but it's really under the same you know it's it looks different in different areas whether that's the baby safes that we have in africa or it's the the campuses for girls who have been trafficked or that's the hospitals that we have or it's the you know the night to shine worldwide prom for people with these all these different areas it, it it goes back to the same fundamental thing It's hurting people Mm -hmm. that need love, that need care, that need hope, that need faith, and that need us to do something about it, right? And and it ultimately falls into the same category. That's why if I sum it up when I'm talking Mm -hmm. to people, our mission is to fight for people that can't fight for themselves. Wow. And if you're hurting, if you have been viewed as less than, know that there are people that love you. And that we want to do anything and everything we can for you and especially those that think that there's nobody coming for them we want them to know that we're coming for them Mm -hmm. that we love them and anything and everything we can do to get to them to rescue them to love them that's what we're going to do
0: so 16 initiatives how do you they they need leaders right somebody's got to lead those initiatives so give, give me a story of, uh, um, somebody that's really memorable that like, this is how we found this leader and this is what they're doing today. <laughs> I got so many of these, um, gosh, where do I even start? Uh, shoot. I, I start
1: with the, the president of, of Tim Pia foundation. Um, his name's Steve Biondo. And when, uh, we looked and, um, all over the country and, and truly on, all over the world to a certain extent of interviewing people. And um, our, our first president was amazing, and, and God called him into his next adventure. And so we're looking for a president to take us from kind of phase one as a foundation to phase two. and And so we sit down and we interview him. I knew all his background before we sit down. And we sit down and he starts telling me about what he's called to and his life mission, which is to wake up, serve, repeat. That's his mission statement for his life. And wow, that's so, incredible. Five minutes. I'm like, I don't say this, like I'm but vibing. In, in my, I'm vibing. In, my head, in my head, I'm like, is our guy. So I literally spend the next 10 weeks finding every reason not to hire him. And I couldn't find one. So I, <laughs> so I, I called him and I said, I tell him that story. I said, right when we sat down, I just I felt like you were the guy. In the last 10 weeks, I've been talking to everybody, looking at everything, trying to find why you weren't the right guy, and I couldn't find one. So will you please come on board and be our president and lead the team? And, and he
0: said, uh, I declined.
1: <laughs> and so he was actually driving, and he pulled over, and he got emotional when I was telling him that, and uh, he's just super grateful. And so that was just one story of um, – was he the most qualified in some areas? Yes. In other areas? No. I mean, there, there's so many qualifications you can look at, but you know what, when we were looking at it, it's like, you know what? Yeah. He's been in some, some cool companies. He was an executive at some, you know, family Christian and gap and some other cool companies, but you, those are good. I, I, there's a lot of executives. There's a lot of, but man, what, when you wake up, what's going to drive you when, when, when our team, that's, you know, That's, um, you know, uh, of over a hundred, you know, people that, that are part of, you know, our team that work with us every day and 23 partners around the world, which also represent, you know, hundreds of people. When, when, when they wake up, I want your life to remind them of the mission, not of the job. There's a big difference, right? (laughs) You you know, and, and he does such a good job because he lives the mission. It's not a job. It's a mission for him. It's a calling, not an occupation. And so that was part of the reason I thought, saw something about our team, the newest person. She's going to see in your life the mission, not the job. She's not going to see, Oh, it's a nine to five. She's going to see, Oh my goodness. This is the reason he wakes up, not because his alarm clock goes off, but because there's people in need. There's a difference. Uh, the head of our, our ministry, our, we call it our serve team, the head of our serve team is a, a lady named Brandy Cook. And so before we started our own wish-granting organization, we did a lot of wishes through Make-A-Wish, through yeah. Dream on Three, through um, Dreams Come True. And she was the head uh, of the wishes for Dreams Come True. Great organ, All these organizations. Yeah. Love them. Great organization. I don't know if this is a fact, but I, I I think she's probably done more wishes than almost anybody else alive like i don't have proof of that but she's done thousands of wishes and she's so careful and delicate with every single thing for every single wish recipient everything their favorite color of their favorite m&m they're they everything it's not just um a moment where it's just a weekend or just a, a little bit of time no it is Inviting them into a family where we are going to love them for their official wish, but they're always part of our wish family. Oh, that's and so anyway, she worked for Dreams Come True. She was so delicate, cared so much, and so I spent the next year trying to hire her away. And we finally got her. That was one of my (laughs) best recruiting jobs. And now she now she runs um, our whole serve team. Where she, it is so. So awesome that she can never turn it off. It's a hard thing, but at two a.m., I'll get text of in Cambodia, in Thailand, in these safe homes. What about if we did this, this, and this? You know, when there's a when there's a something we're trying to think and pray through, she will nonstop. I know I can always listen to her advice because she always has the heart of the ministry and the heart of the lives we're trying to serve as her forefront not pleasing me Mm. not honestly pleasing anybody else on the team but it's the mission it's the ministry it's those lives and it's like that that she's so valuable yeah that makes her so valuable that's why she'll be one of the first people I go to because it's like what do you think because I know that she is so deeply rooted in the mission
0: of it and and she's got she the can. chops the skills to think through that stuff absolutely that's incredible and
1: i don't know so there's a few stories of of some of the different people that we brought on board of just how how called they are to it and how a part of it and so really for us though in starting the foundation it was okay we started with the mission statement and now we want to go serve sure when all the boys and girls like it, but how do we do that? So we started at first with, with orphan care. And then that led into, a, you know, the wish granting organization. And then that led into our first hospital. And then that led into more special needs care. And then it was the idea of, of, um, that, uh, you know, a president um, came to me, um, one day and he said, Hey, Timmy, um, so because we serve and we love people with special needs all over the world, what about for our five-year anniversary, what do you think about if we had a, a prom like celebration feel for an event? Because we knew two churches that had something called Jesus Proms, and they're really cool. And they said, Hey, what, you know, what if we did something like that, um, for our five year anniversary to, as a celebration? And I said, that's awesome, I love it. He said, okay, cool, where do you want to have it? Do you want to have it in Florida? You have it in New York, California, do you want to have it in the Philippines? Do you have it overseas? You know, we fortunate to serve in different places. Where do you want to have it? And I said, honestly, I, I think we need to have it everywhere. And he said, now, "What? now, what are you talking about? Seriously, like, we need to pick a location. Where do you want to have it? And I said, I think we need to have it everywhere. And it's one of those moments that logic was over here and the principle was over here and i couldn't necessarily try to think logically about it i had to think in the meaning of why we're doing it and it wasn't super logical but it was the, the dream and we have to try we have to try to dream god dreams and i just i said i every single boy and girl that has special needs that have never been celebrated have never been cheered for have never been loved have never had anyone say that they're worthy that they're valuable that they're special because that's all over the world including here in our backyard all all over right here in Oklahoma in Oklahoma City you know there's all over the place there's you know these are families that, that you know desperately need it and so I said I think we need to try to do it everywhere and he didn't really like me that much at first, I think. He's like this is gonna He's be like, what than are you I talking? About. Yeah. And um, so we sat down with our leadership team and shared the goal and the vision and the dream of how can we bring this To the world and so we we worked and we came up with a 48 page manual and goals and different ways to fund it and dream about it and pray about it and so the first year we were like okay please and we decided that the best way is to partner with churches because Mm -hmm. you know they need to be the ones that are the if, if a boy or girl has the best night of their life that night to shine and it's at a church then maybe they'll go back the next Sunday. Mm-hmm. And maybe it'll it'll bring the church together with the community. And there's a lot of other reasons, but that was a big one for it. And so we decided we were gonna partner with churches. We're like, man, we hope we can do it. And the first year we had 44 locations in 26 states and three countries. And we're like, yes, this is so awesome. We were like, yes. And then I remember flying to North Carolina um for the one that we were gonna the first one we were gonna attend that night. And I remember pulling up and saying, Hey, pull to the, pull to the side, pull aside. I don't want anybody to know we're here. And I get out of the car and I'm watching it from afar, from probably 50 yards away and I'm watching all these people celebrate all of the Kings and Queens. Cause every single one of them, we crown as King or Queen of the prom. Cause we tell them that's why not just tonight, but we believe the God of this universe looks at them that way every single yeah. night of their life. And so watch them from afar and I'm just crying, watching all of these. And I was like, I think it's something special. And so we walk up and we attend and we're part of it we're celebrating. I'm freaking out on the red carpet here and so much for everybody. And that night we, we really were, like, we hope we had some special that night. We were like, man, maybe, maybe this is, it's going to be special. So that was year one, year two, we had 201 locations and, um, in a bunch of countries and then year three is 375 you really and, and then you know for something and and now we're in over 700 locations in all 50 states and 40 countries around the world and and hopefully it's just the beginning we want to get to every country around the world and it's been so fun being able to have it obviously start here in the u.s but you know what when when i'm in paris or when we're in albania or when we're in uganda or when we're in zimbabwe or all the different places and i can't speak that language it's the exact same event because the language is not about english or french or wherever we're at it is a love language and it is god's language and it is the exact same feel wherever we are around the world and that's why i think night to shine is so special because it's every single one Of those boys and girls and i don't just mean boys and girls because it's we've had kings and queens that are 90 years of age that have come tonight to shine and but every single one of them to get crowned to get celebrated to see their family and their mom crying watching their kids getting celebrated and a lot of times for the first time in their life And, and and that was something that um You know, you have goals of why you start something, but then you also realize there was 20 other things that are so cool about it that I had no idea. I love it because I can't take credit for it. Mm. I I can't even take credit for Night to Shine. It was his idea, my goal, and it was just, we need to bring it everywhere in the world and we're still trying to fulfill that and bring it everywhere in the world. And I think what's cool about that is going back to the leadership is we didn't have it figured out. And, And my team... I would say honestly half of them probably were like i don't know if i re- if they really agree with me but i do think that they respected my heart for every single one of the lives that we want to serve and they respected the vision and even more so the the principle of what we're called to do and so even if they're like ah oh, we don't know they were still going to step in i'm so grateful that they believed in the vision that that we had um all a little bit different but all with the same that common bond and then it was it was so much input and influence from so many different members of our team how should we change it what should we do what did you see what did you see and our teams would spread out and go literally all over the world to attend the night shines and they would come back and say this one did this and it was so good and we could implement this one and you know what when we were in turkey they did this and we were in lebanon they did this and so now we're we're implementing and we're changing the 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 manual every year to get better and better and implement so many different things and it's not one person as um someone that's a leader it's literally everyone takes ownership of it and i know to me i think it's you know hopefully a god thing because we're celebrating Um, who we, we believe he loves so much. And so that's one of our, that's a cool initiative that I I love. That's honestly probably my favorite night of the year.
0: You know, one of the things that you just talked about was this idea of, um, people respecting the idea or, or, uh, uh, not everybody agreed and stuff like that. And I, I kind of put that, uh, something that we talk about here a lot is there's a difference between alignment and agreement Yeah, when a team can be aligned that means that we're moving in the same direction. Agreement is all those little things along the way. That's where a lot of beautiful and incredible and maybe impact-making things die, is because like we're waiting for agreement first. Yeah, and the alignment is the thing that keeps it driving forward. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, I may not agree with everything. The everywhere thing, man, I don't know, Tim. Everywhere, and it's like, well, are you everywhere? Well, seven hundred, you know, locations is is I think some could describe that. It's to happen in the same place, same time. That's almost everywhere. But like I think alignment and agreement uh, are different things. And that's one of the things people should be able to... Consensus is important, but I think people should be able to have space to disagree, but still be aligned. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I want every single person that's on our team, and I tell our
1: team this all the time, if you have thoughts, if you have ideas, if you have reasons, please come. Please... I I want someone on our team, and maybe it's the newest person, to have the next... World changing idea. And I want you to feel the ownership of that. Now, when you do it, be ready to be questioned though no. in a good way. And every time I say something, I want to be questioned. And maybe devil's advocates, the wrong term, but that, that's what we mean is because you know what? When that happens, we bring out the best in everyone because it usually that idea doesn't start with the first pitch. It starts when everybody has had a chance to digest it. And it, that's where it, the spark, as your phrase used earlier, but what it let it, it grew and it grew and it grew to something special because everybody had input and saw something different. And they were able to poke it a little bit. And now they totally. built something that was really tested under fire. And, and when we talk about iron sharpening iron, I think that's what it looks like, uh, like biblically. And I think what a lot of people think it looks like is pillow hitting pillow. Oh, you know, we're going to sharpen irons. I'm going to, you know, we're toss pillows. No. Iron sharpening, iron is in heat, is in battle. It's when two swords are colliding, right? And they're crashing into each other. That's, and and then they're sharpened a little bit and then held under fire. Not just, ooh, I'm going to hit some pillows and help you feel real good. No, it's, hey, when I bring something, I want you to question it. Bring, look, take the other side. Take this because you're making me better. You're making me think through it. You're making me, um, learn how to process it or say it even better and you're poking holes and i want that i don't i not only want that i try to demand it and and relish in it Mm. i want everyone on our team to learn how to present something defend it and then everybody and then when we finish wow now we have something that might hold up under fire a little bit more that's good but but it's it also takes people that are willing to say you know what Um, oh, you founded it, but I'm going to tell you why your reasons suck and I want it Mm. and I love it. And we actually had, um, one lady that, um, COVID had hit and we were talking about night to shine and what, what do we do? How can we do this? How can we figure out a way to still celebrate people and keep them safe in the, in the middle of COVID, especially so many vulnerable people. Right. And, and she was pretty new to our team. And she has a grown son with special needs. So she's lived this her whole life. And we're in a meeting. And we're talking for, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes at least. And then she speaks and it was awesome. And she steps up and she just crushes it. And after the meeting, I I pull her to the side and I say, "Um, thank you because you made us better today. It's like third day, maybe on our team. You made us better. You made me better. You made our team better. More importantly, you let us help more kids today. Mm. Love more kids, care for more kids in a safer, better way because you were willing to share. Please don't ever not share in another meeting because you can and will continue to make us better. Don't ever be afraid to share. Mm. Thank you for doing that. Because if you wouldn't have, we would not be as good as we are now. Just because you were willing to share. And that was, you know, and, and I tried to share and I also shared that in front of the team because I wanted them to all feel empowered to be able to do that. Yeah. You know? And she really did. And she's she's taken off and done such a good job for us. But because she was willing to share and because she was willing to share while a, a thought that I had wasn't right. And I loved it. I was like, yes, you crushed what I had to say. Thank you. Do it again. Why? Because then I get better. I don't want to be right. I want to be better.
0: Oh, that's good. You
1: know? And, and it, you know, gosh, I, I don't want to surround myself with a team where I feel like I'm going to be the one that comes in with the best ideas. I want to come in and I want everyone to sh- just slaughter
0: mine, you know? Because then I'm like, I'm getting better every day. Mm. And that's a table I want to sit around. That is definitely... uh One of the things that I like what you just said was like, she challenged you, right? Shot the ideas down, gave credible reasons as to why. And then, but you still threaded that to the vision, right? It's like uh you, you were like hey i just want to let you i want to see what you did may have felt you know counterproductive but it was so productive it, it was moved so us productive towards the vision it, instead of away from it
1: what well, it had nothing to do with with against the vision the vision was was lives was care was um help was um worth was value it was how we do that and so it was, you know, I'm presenting in a way or, hey, what do we think of this, this, and this? And she's just, you know, when she's, she shares, she's willing to say, well, this, this, and this, these are the downsides. Look, did you see this? No, I didn't. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. And I'm just getting more pumped the whole time. Let's go, you know? And it was so helpful and I relish that. Like, I love that. I'm grateful because now when we leave that meeting, I know that I'm better. I understand more. I see a different perspective. I see a different vantage point. I see more reasons, and I also think everybody else there on our team could see it as well, right? The mission didn't
0: change, but how we're gonna execute it got better. That's why it's a productive meeting. I think that's incredible, and and the that is something that uh, every team needs to to embrace. The biggest personality in the room shouldn't always win. That's right. The biggest title in the room shouldn't always that's, win. That is so right. The owner of the company shouldn't always that's win. That's right. It's, it's really the loudest like, shouldn't win. So true. I've been that before. And um, that's not really, it was so <laughs> helpful, you know? And, and that's why I think welcoming the challenging is really, really important. <clears throat> but I, I it's almost like one of the things that I, it was something, that, an idea that came to me when you were talking about uh, ironing, sharpening. I love the pillows thing because I'm gonna use that. That was like pillow versus pillow. But there's, it's but almost don't like you feel we think that a lot of times. Yeah, because it's like I gotta be especially people pleasing. It's like it oh, is. Man, You're I like, oh, well, I wanna, feel. I'm gonna make you better,
1: so I'm just gonna. Yeah. No, sometimes what I need is not a pillow. I need you to be a rock. Yeah. You know, I I need you to be firm with me. I need you don't don't fake encourage me. Don't have fake compassion. Don't have fake love for me. Tell me the hard thing in a way that I can try to un- understand it. And that doesn't mean that I, I might sometimes when you do that with someone, they might not take it the right way. It's okay. You still presented. the Now we, you try to bring truth in love in both of them, right? Yeah. But it's really not love. And it's not truth. If we don't ever actually get to the root of it, the real mm-hmm. message, it's not the most loving thing you can do. Yes. And I, I think, you know, I've been, I, I've, can't tell you how many times I've made that mistake because I thought, no, no, I'm doing good. No, you're not.
0: Yeah, you're not helping. I, you're not helping. As much as
1: you could, yeah. That's right.
0: It's like you got to say, a lot of people need to be able to have the courage to submit their vision, their idea, their whatever to the sort of crucible of feedback. Yes. You know, and it's like, hey, every everyone every gets there. better. Everyone gets better. And then ultimately what happens is the vision or what you, what you thought, right, it will likely shift a little bit when you've allowed the feedback to come, and it's often better. Absolutely. When people have leaned in on it. I, I, I,
1: but going back to what we talked about earlier, walking with Wiseman, multitude of counselors, now you actually give them a chance to give feedback. And now that feedback, it's taken and it's mixed with everything, and now the result of that is going to be better. If you've surrounded yourself with wise counsel, with people that are at the table that are actually gonna tell the truth and use their experiences and their love and their care to mix in and out people please, man, that result almost
0: all the time is gonna be better. Oh, it's so true. So good. I, well, I, there's a, I'd say um, what you're doing kind of in the non-profit space I think is really, really powerful. I think there's a lot of lessons and parallels that can be in the for profit space, but one of the things that I've really enjoyed about our conversation is that um Tim Tebow is a pretty rock star recruiter. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> He's like, I know how to build teams, which is which is pretty awesome. I I uh I, I do think though, I, I I I have so many more questions, but I do want to get to some rapid fire questions. Let's do it. Can we do it? Of course. Okay. Now, a second ago when we were talking about this, I was like, oh, the first one's going to be really good. I don't know if it's going to be good. It's just inquiring minds want to know. Okay. You ready? Absolutely. All right. What's Wikipedia got wrong about Tim Tebow? No idea. (laughs) We had a pool of what do you say? I don't know. I, or this or that you haven't read about. No.
1: I, but what a waste of time it would be if I did.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. You're like, no, it really would be a waste of time. It really would be. Yeah. It's also so important. So uh, your mom be- wasn't in a coma when you were born.
1: Um, no, my mom had a lot of um, issues with uh, the, her pregnancy with me. Uh huh. Um, amoeba dysentery, placenta not being attached, so many different things. But not when I was born. She yeah. was in a coma. Yeah, yeah. There were the, there's a there's something on there. We were like, I
0: don't know if that one's right. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite holiday
1: Christmas easy? Why is that? Well, um, it's because when the rescue mission started, (laughs) Jesus came down to this earth for us. And it's a good news of great joy, which should be for all the people. Yeah. And I just, I love it. And I love that we get to exchange gifts as a representation of the greatest gift of all time. We need to remember that Mm. when we give presents. Mm. We get to give because he first gave
0: us. I figured you were going to say something along those lines because the next question is a divergent from that. Yeah. Is Die Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Do you watch it around Christmas time?
1: Is it always on TNT or something? Yes. Is it a good movie? Yes.
0: It's there for Christmas. Okay. We settled that one. Uh, I
1: mean, is Elf a Christmas movie? Yeah. Yes. Do you watch it in the springtime? yes yes is it because it's funny yes that's okay this is true i also
0: would watch home alone as well yeah i i agree with that it's a it's a it's it's definitely a year-round thing for us as well uh what's your favorite board game
1: mm. probably have to go with uh settlers of Catan. okay have you played it yeah it's pretty good yeah. it's a good strategy game okay i like it you like the strategy my, yes oh okay. yeah my, my issue with it though uh-huh. it's hard to play in under an hour <laughs> So you, you gotta kind of have a little time for it, you yeah. know. You gotta you gotta set you gotta aside be, time. Yes. For it. Oh, okay. and it's not one of those that you just kind of like, it. You gotta like lock in, which I love about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my wife says how that Siri we can play take that. It? Unfortunately, a little too serious. Oh, okay. My wife says that it, um, like, we might need counseling when we finish <laughs> getting it. <down. laughs> like, it's one of those that sometimes. The, doesn't bring out the best in yeah. everyone. Yeah. You know?
0: You're like, man, I still have work to do. For sure.
1: Mm. I, okay. I don't know that I necessarily brought a whole lot of faith, hope, and love into this, <laughs> you know? <And> so, <laughs> I, I might have brought drive, competitiveness, and a, a different mission. There's but. a
0: there's a simpler and shorter game that we play at my house that's Uno Attack and and the same type of personal work is required for everyone <laughs> after. Um. Yeah. So good. Well, what, what draft pick uh, do you do? You, do you follow the the draft? Do you have one you keeping a person you're keeping an eye on for this next year? year's draft? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I, people are gonna think I'm biased, but someone that is so gifted is the quarterback of Florida, Anthony Richardson. If oh, he can yeah. stay
0: healthy, he has a chance to be very special. Yeah, that's so good. All right. So if Tim Tim Tebow's life was a Broadway musical, who would you have to play for your play Tim Hugh Tebow? Jackman. <laughs>
1: He, the dude can do it all. Are you kidding me? He really can. I mean, he's awesome as Wolverine, but then he can also be like, "What you want a musical? Sure, I got you." Oh, you man. know, I mean, it's awesome. He's he's a stud. That was a quick answer. Have you thought about that before? Um, I'm just I, joking. Well, <laughs> yeah, actually, probably because I was asked if, in a movie, uh-huh. who would you want to play, and I yeah, said him. So said him. S- similar
0: concept. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he uh, he works out some too. You know. Uh what's the last music that you either streamed or downloaded?
1: Mm, um I'm gonna give a shout out to him, Corey Kent, who's from Oklahoma. It's okay. an up-and-coming country artist. Awesome. There you Just go. had a new album come out.
0: Anyway, what what's your favorite <laughs> podcast? I would say the the Lust ghost probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh what tell us about the uh uh Tebow pack. Oh, they're awesome Mm -hmm. we me and my wife we
1: love those that's our dogs by the way and we have um a bernese mountain dog a gold retriever and a dalmatian and it's chunk kobe and paris are their names the bernese is because when we saw him we were like that's a chunk (laughs) and i love the goonies where it's you know Chunk, you know hey you go yeah that is the best yeah and then um kobe is a he's just he's you know the golden retriever yeah, and yeah. so uh, Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. and um then the dalmatian um uh, is just a beautiful little girl um that's a little crazy but she's so sweet mm. and her name is Paris and we got married oh. at a venue in South Africa called La Paris, oh. and so um they all have meaning it was reminiscent and they're all um one of them was born on our um Wedding day, and one the next day, and then
0: one two days after that. So, let's okay, go. Okay, that was a story because somebody put that one in there, and I was like, okay, he's gonna talk about his dogs. That was a very true story, very incredible story about your bow pack. That was they're awesome. Oh my we gosh. we treat them like people too. Yeah, yeah. What's that? The, did they wear people? Like, did they wear clothes?
1: Um, for Christmas they do. Yeah. Then we got them outfits for Christmas. Yeah. Um, Chunk sleeps in bed with us every night. Uh huh. Um, How did he get that privilege? because he's yeah. dibby's favorite okay i know don't tell her i said that but it. it's not even close he's by <laughs> far her favorite and so because he's her favorite like mountains. i gotta show more love to to paris and kobe yeah you, you know said it they got have to yeah. you know yeah and um yeah which i mean it's a joke like we we when we're gone we it's
0: we miss them more than we miss like almost anybody else they're amazing <laughs> Well, what, what is one thing that, uh, it, the, there's a lot of people that cheer for you, okay? And I don't mean, you know, a lot of fans. What is something that like you would wanna say to them?
1: I would just um, say thank you for your support. Thank you for the prayers, the belief over the years. Uh, but I'd say probably more importantly is thank you for, um, for so many of them for trusting me and what I've been called to and and the, the fight to to help people in their darkest hour of need. And even when we were starting it, so many people believed in us and supported us before we could show this is what we've done from day one when we
0: started. And I think that's probably what has meant so much to me. Looks good. Well, if you could say uh, one thing to all the kids in the world who are facing hardships, what would it be? They're in the middle of the hardship. What do you say to them? Uh, I would say I, I
1: can't even imagine what you're going through. And I'm sorry for all the, the hard times and the adversity and the hardship. But I want you to know that you are loved so much by the God of this universe. When he created you, he created you one of one. You are one of one. You were created in love by love and for love. And when he created you, he did not make a mistake. He's never had an oops moment and you're not an oops. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully just means awesome and unique and wonderfully means unique and set apart. And you are awesome. You are unique and you are set apart. You are one of one. And I want you to know how awesome you are, how special you are. You are so incredible. And you might not have enough people that have told you that. You might not have even seen that. You might not even believe that, but you are and i hope that you realize that in your life about your life how special you are that you are special enough for the god of this universe to give his one and only son for you that makes you pretty incredible Mm. so good
0: i was like i wonder what he's gonna say to that one i like that one a lot what's a name an entrepreneur that uh inspires you and why Oh gosh. You know, I
1: would say, um, one of the companies I'm so grateful to be associated with is a company called Clean Juice. Okay. And, um, their founders, um, Landon and Kat Eccles, they're an amazing, it's a company based out of North Carolina and they started Clean Juice uh, with the goal to be super healthy and to get crap out of the way. And so people could be healthier. And I loved it. And they get, they, they give so much to charity and um in the quarters for kids project they have and so much of of what they make they give to help other people and i was like we got to find a way to work together and so now we're partnered and you know um you know i'm part of it but also get the chance to to support in a lot of different ways and i love that their their visions started with a goal to make people healthier and then it continued to grow and now they've you know, got um, well over a hundred stores now around the country and wow. making people healthier and being successful at the same time. So they're, they're, I, I you know, I would say that they're successful and significant at the same oh, time. I
0: like that. Successful and significant. Well, I, it's been an, a, a true honor to sit down and talk with you. Really. I really appreciate you coming out. Um, what's next for Tim Tebow? You know, we're working on a lot of different
1: projects Mm -hmm. all over the place. But first and foremost, it's what we've talked about. We've got a lot of countries to get to, and we're hard at work for it. It's good, man. Thanks for coming. Appreciate Appreciate you, man. That was fun. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.